Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Adam. And welcome back to Music Junkies. So, you might hear a slight change in my voice, and that's because I'm just getting over being sick with a little bit of a cold or something. So, uh, <clears throat> apologies if you hear me coughing or anything like that. But today, we are into another episode of Season 14. And today we're going to be doing our 2022 uh, Spotify Rap Playlist of the year, which is pretty much all the, uh, the songs that we've all listened to, that we've listened to the most this year. Uh, we were going to do 10 originally, but because of time restraints right now, we're going to do top five. So you're going to be hearing our top five tracks from each of our lists. So we should be able to put all this in one episode, so I think we'll be okay. I'll probably, uh, yeah, we'll do our my top five, and then we'll do Amir's top five. But I guess we'll start with my list since we're already here uh, my number one track that I've listened to the most this year was The Sign of the Southern Cross from Black Sabbath which I'm not going to argue with because I listen to the song at least every day at least once a day and of course this is when wow I guess it all it is all like that I get YouTube updated it to where it shows the lyrics now too yeah. so you won't see it you won't hear us fucking struggling to make out what they're saying right <laughs> As you guys know, this is uh, the last time I listened to this track is when I did my Sabbath <laughs> dedication season. And this is when Ronnie was still in the band. And this is probably one of my favorite Sabbath songs ever. What is unfortunate is it is about a seven minute song. But because of how it is, it flies by really quick. What a great voice, man. I know. Yeah, like, I wish he, I wish he stayed in the Sabbath, dude. I know. <laughs> Next to Ronnie, the one thing that drew me the most to the song was Iomi's riff. The riff to this whole track. Just listen to this fucking riff, dude. It has been a little, it's been a bit since I've listened to this song on the show. I know Iomi was getting pissed at Ronnie saying, dude, it's great to have you back in the band again, but you gotta stop putting fucking rainbows and shit in our songs. <laughs> <coughs> Ronnie's the best, so you can't beat him. Jesus Butler said that uh, during the making of this record, he decided this track is his favorite one to work on because there were so many different things he could do with bass on there. You just can't beat that fucking riff, dude. Thank you. 
Oh, yeah. Not all of them, it's just, you know, there's some that were way better than others, obviously. They all had talent, I'll give them that. Every vocalist had talent. It's just, the, just those talents didn't work for what this band was. And Tony, and Tony Martin, like I, I feel like his era of Sabbath is really underrated because like a lot of people give his era shit because of the way some of the albums are made. But like if you literally go back and listen to them, like I did when I did that whole season, I really got an in-depth look of every one of these albums from front to back. And I tell you, his his era is like probably one of my favorites, next to Ozzy's and Dio's. He only had the one, and I wasn't a big fan of it. Look how it even shows you that they're doing like a like a, a midsection, just a little sound bar. Wow, this is actually going to make recording easier now. He's like, he's like number one on my bucket list to ever hear play. always use that Ronnie quote, don't live for pleasure, make life your treasure, fade away.
that didn't, that did not feel like seven minutes, did it? One of the most underrated Sabbath songs. Because this track was not released as a single when Bob Rules came out back in 81. Voodoo, this track, and the Mob, Mob Rules, the track, and Country Girl. Those are, those are all really great tracks on this album. Alright, so that was the sign of the Southern Cross. That song came out in 1981. It was on their second album with Ronnie. I'm gonna have to detour just a little bit. Okay, so my second track on my list is Fury from Wage War. I'm not surprised that this one made it on my list because, you know, this was my track to play whenever I fucking played Doom. So if I ever felt like slaughtering demons or shit, this was like the first my go-to song. We haven't listened to Way Toward this year. Have we? I don't think we have. Yeah, that was last year, though. And we never listened to Pressure, which is the, the album that this one's off. I think, I think we did, but we, we didn't really care. Well, yeah, I mean, the album wasn't really that great. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. By the way, that reminds me. I'm kind of upset right now a little bit. Not really upset. It was, I'm, I'm disappointed. Because Era just announced next year that they're doing that they're doing a Europe tour, which is great and everything. But they're touring with Silent Planet and Invent Animate and Sentinels. And I was like, that's the show that we need in the U.S. Because, like, those are all bands that I want to see. <coughs> dude, if we tell Taylor that Silent Planet's going to be touring with Era, like, he'd be, like, on board. Because he, he really wants to see Silent Planet. So do I. They're a fucking beast of the band. Yeah, that's true. I don't see what happens. There'll be others. I mean, like, dude, they literally just finished up a Lorna Shore Christmas where they did some shows up north and they had, like, a gigantic set of, like, the perfect, perfect playlist. I'm gonna have to look it up after we're done. 
right here is when I went crazy in Doom. I was slaughtering everything. Why the hell not? Of mice and men. Seven thousand miles for what? Probably still one of my favorite tracks in the band. This is number track number three, by the way. I need to make my last few tracks really good. Sucks that he had to leave. Speaking of, uh, speaking of that, wait till everyone's in for the surprise that we're going to be recording after we're done with these, <laughs> these tracks. <laughs> in 16, when we start going back to older albums, I want to go back and listen to this whole debut on the show. Because I think it's worth a listen. Not, not perfectly, but 
What was their fourth one? Was it uh, Cold Cold World? Something like that. Cause that one was like, I remember when I listened to all their to all their records. Um, I remember we talked about it when we when we did our last episode. I think the last episode we ever talked about a, no- a band normally was about of Mice and Men. <clears throat> and I remember, I think I remember saying that um, when I went through listening to their albums, that when we got to uh, Cold World. That was the one that felt like the most departure from the previous. Yeah. It felt like it was more of like just a normal rock sounding album. Yeah. Instead of like a you know a heavy heavy album like these were. <coughs> okay. Track number four. Which one should it be? I don't want to. I don't want to pick another long song again. I don't know. I might want to split it up just just because the Silence of the Cross was like a seven minute song. I didn't want it to be that long, but. It was my number one track on there. Uh, let's see. We'll put, how about Colors? On Crossfade. Another really great, another really underrated song. It's only about three minutes. It's still a great vocalist. I know, man. Listen to his voice, man. Like, imagine hearing that at a show. fucking singing voice, dude. Just, it's a damn shame that, they did, that it didn't work out. After this, I got one more and then I'm done with mine.
You probably should. <laughs> I'd be cool with that. Cause after we're done with insomnia, man, it's all about it's all about just a mixture of old and new now. It's not just gonna be about new anymore, it's gonna be old and new. And that that will be getting input from both of us. Yeah. That that made us, you know, listen to listen to who, how we got to where we are now. All right, my last track. Which one should it be? And you know what? Just because we're doing an episode on them, I'm gonna choose this band specifically. And just because it's a really short track, and it's the gloom in the corner from their new album Trinity, which we are gonna be doing later this season. And the track is number one. It's called From Heaven to Hell. And this is the this is the song that made me want to do this album. And because it, was, it sounded really unique. I'm telling you man, this album is gonna be a treat. tracks on this album. That's my top five. So uh, I know you'll have to look for yours manually, but luckily you have a list, so here I'll let you go ahead and do that. So that was my top five. My number one song, no surprise, the error song. Oh, Divisionary? Divisionary. Man, it's been forever since I've heard that track. Just for the record, though, I did have a lot of air tracks in my in my top in my in my top list. 
but I mean, I wanted to give some other bands some love that we haven't really shed much light on. We haven't listened to the song ever since we listened to their self-titled back in back when we gave them album of the year last year, which we still have to work on, by the way. Album of the year. <coughs> To be fair, like a couple of songs that were on my list were Night of Silence, uh, Shadow Autonomous was in there, like somewhere in the list. Skyline was in there. Hybrid Earth was in there. Like there's a lot of error in there. I know. Especially the first time we heard it live. You remember the first track they played was Gungrave, and that fucking blew us away. And I, and I know they eventually played The Visionary. I believe so. I haven't heard I haven't heard anything about him leaving. I don't know if I've read something about Don't be surprised if it was as I lay dying. <laughs> Dude, there's only like two people. Two, maybe three, I think. <clears throat> I know, dude. They 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 earned album of the year last year. I wonder how Taylor's gonna feel about that. The hell we create. Or next year for 2023. As I mentioned to him, he's like, let's uh, let's let's get through our era content first and see, and just see how we feel. You know how how good a spirit we're in. Dude, the fact that we get to see them again is gonna be like a treat. I wonder who's gonna go on first. I think I wonder if Brandon Sacrifice is gonna play first. They probably will. Because it's new ever since then. I would love to hear him do uh Oh yeah. Plus, all of this is because you know. I really wish I had started doing the. Uh, I wish I would have started doing the recordings for the concerts much sooner. I, like I should have started doing that like right right when we started going to shows. But I just did not think of it. But now we have a shot of redemption for that because we didn't get to do that the first time with Era, and now we'll have it with We Came as Romans and Brand of Sacrifice as well. 
Because we've already done it with Shadow of Intent and Lorna Shore. from Z2? I think so, yeah. What was, uh... <sighs> Shit. What was that, what was that night track that was on Z2? There was a track that had the word, like, night in it. I cannot remember what it's called. <laughs> Dude, do you remember how blown away we were when we listened to the first zombie EP with all the themes? Okay, so um, I've been doing a lot of listening to all of our album of the year contenders, and like I haven't been listening to every full album, just a couple songs from each one, just to kind of get the sound familiar. And I think I've narrowed down to at least my top three, but even then, it's like a very hard choice. And my top three is Fit for a King. Lorna Shore and Memphis Mayfire. Fit for a King just because that album was fucking 10 out of 10. It was a big step up from the path. Lorna Shore because Pain Remains was a fucking 10 out of 10. And it's a bonus because we actually got to go on the Pain Remains tour with them to see them. And Memphis Mayfire just because that album was also 10 out of 10. And it was like the perfect comeback album for them. So those are like the top three I'm like conflicting with for my list at least. But we're eventually going to have to both agree on one. and era came out almost around the same time last year. They barely got a passing grade. The main saving grace was when we were young. 
This was your number two, right? Dude, that's a dope ass song. Start playing contraband. Number three. I still think that song is pretty awesome, even though Look is not the band anymore. Another great track. The Defenders. The, no, the, the Defenders. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I saw. I saw it pop. Up. I saw that pop up though. I, I knew it was gonna be August Burns Red. I'm excited for Death Below. I pre-ordered the album. I'm glad we got to hear that song too. They're doing it. They're they're still going on. They're going on that tour with Double Wars Prada and Lee from the Bend. I still think it would have been a dream come true had they actually toured with Fit for a King and actually did that Guardians of the Path crossover. That would have been like the most amazing thing ever. I know. Favorite off the album is still Paramount, but Defenders like literally right next to it. Yeah, for, that, that's one of my favorites. Unfortunately, that emergency had to pop up. 
I don't know, depending on how we, depending on what happens after this era show, there's a chance we could go see them, but honestly, I think by that point, the show might be pretty low at that point, or gone. some August Burns Red. Um, it's my porch track. Something about this. Was it Baba Yaga? Here it's not Baba Yaga. Damn it! I was hoping it was Baba Yaga. Last track ain't like 10 minutes long. <laughs> I think it was probably one of our favorites, wasn't it? When we listened to it. Back with their 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 comeback album. That was that was a great ass album. Cause I remember we listened to it. And then when they guest starred on Fifer King's new album on that one track, I was like, man, that's, I hope that's like some good a sign of good things to come. You So supportive of them too. Uh, so many Taylor's idea. And I agree, I mean, I want to see them. They're on my list. 
was just catching them at the right time, though. We could have saw them on that Trinity of Terror tour, but like I said, I mean, it was a bad time. You know, that was going on around the time whenever we were still going to Shadow of the Tennis and going ashore. Didn't it feel nice to finally sit down for once? At that Lord of Shore concert? <laughs> yeah, it felt amazing. Like, I didn't have to... My legs were so, like... My legs felt so great. For six hours straight. Lean against the wall. If it's only, like, three bands that are playing, like, that, that's fine. The show won't be that long. Like where we saw Shadow of Intent. Yeah. In that little tulips bar. That was a nice place, and it was really AC too. You weren't like dying of heat stroke in there. And the fact that we got to see Enterprise Earth there too was fucking awesome. I can't wait for all of you to listen to all of our concert recordings that we started doing. Because those are all real treats that I got recording. Like, I think y'all are going to be really impressed with Lorna Shores and Shadow of Intense. Alright, last one. What's it going to be? Kind of alternating back and forth, so let's go clean this time. Secret earlier this year. Yeah, like Dream State is like the first song I heard from on the new album. That's a really great song. <clears throat> yeah, mine is still Dream State. I think that's a really great song. Incredible balance of electronic and heavy. Nice balance, man. Between, like, the pop electronic elements. 
that on their on their album that we that's already been released so let's we'll get on that that one didn't make it on my list though because I have listened to that song quite a bit ever since we got to see them started to come over here to Fort Worth now. That's really exciting. Because that works out for us. Dude, what are the odds we got all of those groups coming here instead of Dallas? Like, that was like, that probably will never happen again. Shadow of Intent, Lorna Shore, and Enterprise are those top three right there. Just out of curiosity, what what would the other song have been had I chose to go the other way? Uh, just out of curiosity. Yeah, just to. We got enough time for it. I think so. Forty-seven minutes. Dude, it's not like a fucking ten-hour song. <laughs> not not Dream Theater. Oh God. I love that. I love that. A view from the top of the world. The title track. But oh my God, it's like twenty minutes long. So. But it is a beast of a track. Or Light the Light the Holler by Noxus. See the album is called A Tear in the Fabric of Time of, time, of Life. Yeah. <coughs> I might have to take me another Musinex. Get the last of this fucking shit out of me. 
can't even keep up with what he's saying like it's it's like a bar it's like a it's like a line away from where he is see final embrace and then it moves to it <laughs> Probably gonna have to go back and you're probably gonna have to go back and show me that maybe in 16 when we're all done with insomnia. I think that'd be really really cool. Anyway, since you threw in one more track, I'll go and throw in one more too, but I'll keep it short. Uh, just want to be sure it's a good one. We've still got about nine minutes. I should be able to put one one quick song in. Throwing Headless Cross, just to show you a little bit from Tony Martin's era. This is from 1989. It was his second album with Saturn. The song's called Devil and Daughter. You just listen to his vocal range. Look at that riff. 
Wyoming. I love that fucking grip on him. He didn't get his due diligence after the baby came out though. I figured he should have been owed at least one more to kind of redeem, redeem the band a little bit. It just never came through. But supposedly Iomi is actually remixing and remastering all of Forbidden. Apparently to fix all the issues that were wrong with it and hopefully make it sound better. That album's not that great, but I mean, it's it's not it's not as terrible. It's not as terrible as we made it sound or we recorded it. Cause I remember that whole I remember we recorded that that album was like an hour long. It's, we recorded the album for like a whole hour, and it, we gave it way too much shit. Cause I actually went back and listened to it, and it's actually not as bad as we were saying it was. <clears throat> Cause you know that was just our first reaction to it, you know. But it's, it's actually not as bad as, as what we think it was. Forbidden? Absolutely. It is. I can't get over the title track here. Like, I can't get over the title track here. At the end of the chord, when all of these, like, never say die. <laughs> <laughs> Hilariously. The way he said it, I was like, oh my god, dude. Who the fuck's that note a little bit better? <laughs> you know? Like, Did you pick out your song of the year yet? Song of the year? Yeah, you know that part. It is hard. Everyone considers Headless Cross to be Tony Martin's best album in South which I agree, because in my initial first reaction to the to all the albums, I put this as my favorite uh, album from Tony Martin's era. And what do you know, we finished right in time, too. Because we're at 56 minutes. 
about to be going on 57. But yeah, I know that was a lot for everyone to listen to, but it was really good to mix it up instead of doing just one straight full album, which we kind of almost did. We did like 12 tracks, pretty much. So, I mean, that was a pretty good time showing you guys our top 10 lists, and then, well, our top five lists, and then a couple extra tracks here and there. But we want to thank you all for listening, and we hope you all enjoyed, and we will see you all in the next episode.